0: Happy New Year. As we look to the year ahead, I want you to hear one of my favorite conversations over the past year, where Craig Poole, president of Reading Hospitality, talks about how we can create new beginnings and empower people through leadership and hospitality. 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 Hospitality
1: Hospitality
0: brings people together. This is Hospitality Daily, the show that helps you stay informed and inspired each day by the most interesting people in hospitality. My name is Josiah McKenzie, and my goal is to help you reconnect with why you work in this industry and get fired up to go out there, delight others, and reach your goals. Let's get started.
1: Why am I successful? Because people follow me, and that means I have to have the... I have to be worthy to be followed, right? You have to want to do things that are worthy of following. My pockets are full of trash in the morning because I pick up trash all the time. Because people see me pick it up, they pick it up. And it's even more important when you're in an inner city that you do this because people watch you do it. They watch me do it, then they do it. But I don't do it for that reason, but I know that's what happens. Then they have to be behind them. People are in jail. They go back. The reason I... One of the reasons they go back is no one was behind them when they got out. Somebody had a drug problem. All kinds of people have drug problems in their families. Now, it doesn't matter what income bracket you are, what status you are. They fall and then no one's behind them. So they go back again. The the behind somebody is critical. How did I learn this? Real simple. I'm 70 some years old. So I, I grew up when Martin Luther King was around. And that's what he follow me, I'll take you to the mountain. Follow me. And he worked out, he walked out front, he took the rocks, the dogs, the water, he took the beatings, he went to jail. And but he was always behind the people he was leading. And I thought, and Mahatma Gandhi, he did the same thing. He said, follow me, and we'll take some salt out of the sea and we'll free ourselves. And he went to jail and took the beating, and he was always there. And Jesus Christ did the same thing. Follow me, I'll make you fishermen and men. So it's the same thing. I looked at three three people, and plus more, and said, you know what? Work for them. Can't be that hard. So it's to be behind. What's wrong with hospitality today? You're the manager. Here's your hotel. Are you behind them? Are you going to be behind them? And if you're not behind them, they're going to go to another hotel or you're only going to get your you're only going to get the money. You get bad money, quick money, bad money. They're giving you the money, but they're not taking care of the asset or it's bad money. It's not even real. It's not authentic. <laughs> they're ripping somebody off. I, I'm sorry. I but the- It's the truth. I'm, I'm just speaking the truth. I've been there.
0: I wonder if you could speak a little bit more to what it looks like to be behind someone and to meaningfully support them.
1: So it's it's the most powerful thing you can do. Not many more things you can do if you're going to lead people. It's life changing. They cry. If if you you saw the the film, you'll see. I didn't do that. The documentary was done for another reason. Became a documentary. But when you see a person that's been in prison for 20 years it's crying. And this guy did some hard time for, when you're in 20 years, that means you did more than uh, stole a candy bar out of a store. You know, you probably, Somebody got hurt real bad, real bad. And they're crying because nobody has ever been behind them. The people will jump up, to climb mountains for you. You don't do it to have people climb mountains for you, but they will. It's so empowering to me. It's like it's everything. It's more than money when I know life's more important to me than money money comes, it's not that, it's not that much, you know, I'd rather have the love of people. So we bring people, we say, love them where they're at. We tell people here, love the child, hate the act. That's a, that's probably the biggest thing that you can tell people. If people want to be in prison, I would tell you if you're bringing people out and you're, you're giving them to new employers between you and I is when you go to the employer, love, love the person that I'm giving you. Don't like the act, focus on the act. If you can focus on that act, that person will move forward really fast and teach, teach a simple concept called selflessness. If you're selfish, you will not work for me. I have 300 some people now that work here. I will fire you tomorrow. If you're selfish.
0: How do you pick up Selflessness.
1: If they're selfish, they don't even come in. You know when you walk in the door. Because this is the case. If you walk in this door, you're going to know whether you fit or don't fit. You're going to see it in their eyes. You're going to see it in their story. Because you know it. And the people here know it. They know it in a minute. So it's like they eat their young here. If somebody somebody does get in, they're not here for long. Because people want to work with selfless people. It becomes part of the culture, the part of the whole, the blood that runs through our businesses. Culture is the most important thing. So that's what we base it on.
0: How do you define culture? Because it is such an important concept.
1: So I, I be, I'm very careful about this because we have to be careful. It's not a, a cult, but it's culture. That's real critical because we're taking people that are broken and they look for that, right? And so you always have to keep that forefront in your mind when you're teaching it. So culture is authentic. What is hospitality? It's serving others, right? So it's serving others. It's selflessness. It's helping each other and you have to guide people to be selfless, to guide people, to be loving to people, to be kind. It's not hard. The hard thing is to do it every day, every minute, every hour. So people say, well, I'm going to do this. Well, you can only do it if it's in your, in your blood and there's people out there like me and like the people I hire my other 300 people that are like me. There's people here that are much better than I am. We just had to let them know they are, but you recognize, we recognize what did I do first thing in the morning? I recognize and I appreciate all the guests and all the employees. And then I'll recognize and appreciate all the guests and all the employees. I'll know their story. I'll sit down. I'll eat with you. I'll know your family. I'll take care of your family today. Just today, it's a good story. We help people get houses,
0: right? Wait, t- tell me more about this. This is a really interesting program. You help people get houses.
1: Yeah, this is brand new. I'll, I'll tell you the brand new one, and then I'll tell you the one that I completed. Owning a home is critical to me. Poor communities are poor because people's credit rating are poor. So if your credit rating, if you went into any into San Francisco and you said... Let's go to a poor area. They're going to have 200, 300, 400 credit rating. And when you go in there, there's going to be crimes. There's going to be kids are getting out of school, dropping out of school, a lot of divorces, and they're dirty. And cars are stolen. And their credit rating is 27% if they have credit rating. You go into a better area of San Francisco or anywhere USA, and if the credit rating is 700 or more, there's people are married, kids are going to school, there's less crime, it's clear cleaner. It's a 700 credit score rating, right? So we have to teach people to get financial learning. If you call it financial literacy, that means you're illiterate. So we called it, This called financial learning. So we teach them financing, financial learning. We help them get citizenship. So we when DECA was going on, everybody's complaining about it. I said, this is not that hard. I'll just get you citizenship. So we paid for citizenships for people so they don't have to hide. So homelessness. When you live in a city like this, eviction is a big problem, right? So there's homelessness and then there's eviction. Why do people get evicted? Because they don't have financial literacy. They don't understand it. So they moved to 10 schools in this red school in this area right here 10 schools a year these kids go to sometimes so they have no stability so now this us get them into homes so i'm part of habitat for humanity in this area so we have a program and i've been on the board for a long time and a good contributor so i have a little influence so i have a girl that's a bartender here she's been with me eight years she does good And we want to get her a home. She has four kids. And she could, she she came to me. I said, go to Habitat, apply, and we're going to get you a home. About three weeks ago, she came back. Her eyes were this big and black and crying, mascara running down her face. She says, I I can't get it. I don't qualify. I said, well, why not? She said, well, I make this much and I need this much, which was about $8,000 more. I said, this is great. She said, she's looking at me. I said, you just got an $8,000 raise. <laughs> so they called me the day, and she was with them. And she said, the person at Habitat said, what are we doing? And I said, I'm waiting for the phone call. So I, I got off the phone. I went back to Human Resource. I said, you give her an $8,000. Now she was hourly. Now she's salary. I said, because she has to make that every year. I says, give her 8000 more. dollars." I said, it's, it's not $8,000 is not going if, to, if I need $8,000, I'm already broke, right? You can't do it to everybody, but you can do it to somebody. We did the same thing to a girl named Jen. And Jen has told this story to lots of other people, including people here. That's why she's getting it. Someone said, well, how often can you do this? I said, every time someone gets wants a home, I'm going to help them get a home. And guess what? We gave her the raise. We gave her 8000 most likely. Something that was going to break that was $80,000 will not or I'll get a account that'll give me 80000 or somewhere the money's going to come in. I don't really know from where. And I'm not that stupid because it happens every time. If it happens every time, you're not stupid, right? You're not lucky. There's no such thing as luck. So we gave her a raise today, and she'll get a house, and she'll stay here longer, and she'll tell the bar people that she did it, right? He helped me get a house. So what are you going to do if you're a guest here? I'm bringing my company here. I mean, that just comes, this is a natural act of support.
0: Yeah. When it breaks the cycle, a lot of this stuff feels very cyclical, right? And you spoke to this, right? How one thing leads to another and this leads to instability. And then that leads to, you know, a credit score, which causes this. And what I'm hearing from you is an opportunity to break that and make a meaningful change that, that changes not only that person, but their family and probably generations to come.
1: Oh, generations. And think about this. My, I owned a business in in the in really in the bad part of Pittsburgh, a bad part, world famous, high end people come in there. P- two presidents went to this jazz club I, I owned. If you were if anybody listening was ever in Pittsburgh, I had a place called James Street. They were there too. I, I waited on them. I waited on everybody in the world at one time, <laughs> but but I I never got robbed, I never got tagged, I never had an issue with a guest. I never had any problems that people took care of me. Same thing here. We have this building. Nobody bothers me. I'm the safest guy in the city. I, I'm not going to walk down the street with a hundred thousand bucks in my pocket, but I probably could because people respect you and they take care of you. They don't damage your asset. They take care of your asset. They know that you're giving to the community. They, ca- they know you care. So we care. Even the person that's sitting in the homeless sh- a curb, when I walk by, they'll look up and say, hi, like, hey, DoubleTree. Hey, doubletree, how are you? <laughs> but I, t- but I tell, but I tell them to look at me. Don't look up at me. Let's do eye contact. Don't look down. They're not. They have better worth than looking down. So I'm the curb sitter. That's what I do. I sit on curbs. I learn point of impact. I learn from them. Um, I sat on curbs in 1970 in Washington D.C. I had a restaurant. 1970. I sat okay. on the curbs at five, at five o'clock at night when I closed the restaurant back then. On 12th and Pennsylvania Avenue, across the street from the old post office and FBI building, I had a restaurant called Fatted Calf in 1970. And I would sit with the the people at the end of the night because I wanted to understand who they were. And they were my neighbors because it was a nice area, but they were the homeless. They were in my neighborhood. And I need to know who you are and why are you here? What can we do for you? And how can I help you? What can I do for you? And And they took care of me. So it started a long time ago. How many years is that? 60 years, 70 years ago, it started. Me sitting on a curb. And it's paid off for every year. So so far, my stupid ideas worked.
0: I think what's so cool about this is it seems beautiful things don't just necessarily happen overnight. It is a, it's sort of this compounding over time, right? And it starts with something small. It starts with attention to an individual, a conversation, right? And I think it, for me listening to you, it highlights the importance of small decisions. These little moments matter, right? What we're doing now matters because there's these run-on implications years or decades down the road.
1: Decades. And people will take care of you and they will love you. You love them. They will love you. they will take care of you.
0: Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on this show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes for some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals.